Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to Permission to Think. I'm Edwin Rustrian, and I'm glad you're joining me today. Thank you to all of you who week after week tune in to Permission to Think. My desire is to push our thinking, encourage you, and remind you that there is always hope regardless how bad things get. I hope this podcast has blessed you and added value to your life. For more information, please visit erustrian.com. Today is the most important day of my life. Yesterday, with its successes and victories, struggles and failures, is gone forever. The past is past. Done. Finished. I cannot relive it. I cannot go back and change it. But I will learn from it and improve my today. Today, this moment, now, it is God's gift to me and it is all that I have. Tomorrow, with all its joys and sorrows, triumphs and troubles, isn't here yet. Indeed, tomorrow may never come. Therefore, I will not worry about tomorrow. Today is what God has entrusted to me. It is all that I have. I will do my best in it. I will demonstrate the best of me in it. My character, giftedness, and abilities to my family and friends, clients, and associates. I will identify those things that are the most important to do today. And those things I will do until they are done. And when this day is done, I will look back with satisfaction at that which I have accomplished. Then, and only then, will I plan my tomorrow, looking to improve upon today with God's help. Then, I shall go to sleep in peace, content. Those are the words of Dale Witherington from the Life Builders Creed. And I wanted to share this with you because I feel it's one of those nuggets that we get in life that has so much wisdom about a way that we live our lives. This creed, this Life Builders Creed, has a very powerful insight into many of our approaches and how we should go about our day, even with our relationships, our, prof- our profession, our careers, and how many times we are consumed by our yesterdays and by our tomorrows for sure. And we forget that what it means to live in the present. And that sometimes if we change our way of thinking that this is the only day that you have to do, what would you do different, right? So um, through many motivation and inspirational um, corners and just resources that we come across one of the thoughts one of the prevailing thoughts is like live today just for today and really value the people that are in your life the friendships the relationships what you do at work and when you really have this mindset of living each day at a time or one day at a time it really clears your head it recalibrates it reboots your brain and your your mind to really think about that yeah today is what really matters how I'm going to treat others today, how I'm going to treat my colleagues at work today. And if you didn't have tomorrow, if someone wants to tell you tomorrow, you're not going to live tomorrow, what would you do different today? 
What kind of things would you change? Would you forgive others? Would you love more? Would you be more generous? Would you be more gracious? Would you not point out other people's flaws? Would you spend more time really trying to fix your relationship with with God and your faith? Would all the things that you worry about and you're concerned about your future, would that go away? If you really thought that today is your last day of life. Now, I know that sounds a little morbid and it sounds a little dark and stuff like that, but there is so much to really consider in that. How much of my actions will change if I just decided to really live today as if it's my last day on earth. Would I tell my daughters or my girls how much they are loved? Will I tell my wife how she has changed me and impacted me in every waking moment of our lives? She has added more value to my life and I'm a better man because of her. What about my family? What about my parents? What about my colleagues? What about uh, the, the extended family? How much would the relationships change? The people who criticize you and judge you, would you be a little lighthearted towards that with your attitude and just the approach to that change how about the things that you're going to face for that day will they really matter and so what I love about this particular uh, Dale Witherington's uh, Life Builders Creed is that there are three components and three takeaways that I that I have written down and I want to share with you today. And when I really um, gave it some thought, uh, there are three parts that I think for me um, I have had to work through and particularly in the last uh, month of October. Uh, was really, really daunting for me. I, I experienced some of the most difficult and challenges and also my family and I were transitioning into another state and there are just so many things that are going on and I just felt completely overwhelmed. And I turned to this uh, Life Builders Creed because it really gave me perspective and it really like brought me back in to really think about the things that are important in life. And quite often we miss it. We miss him thinking like when we are in pursuit of a career, when we are in pursuit of the things that we think are going to satisfy and bring us happiness, that we don't really think about all the blessings that we do enjoy. We enjoy our friendships. We enjoy the love of, of, of family members and friends and support and just maybe if you have a roof over your head, if you um, have a meal and you're able to walk and you have your two hands, your two feet, if you're able to see the sunrise and the sunset, if you're able to hear a beautiful melody, if you're able to smell the sweetest aroma of someone cooking a great meal, if you're able to break bread with someone at a table and have someone tell you that they love you and they miss you, sometimes we forget those things because we are in pursuit of the things that, that in our mind we perceive that are more meaningful or if not that we worry so much about our past and the things that we have left behind so i want to give you my three key takeaways from the creed from um dale witherington's creed the life builders and so uh, I kind of named this a topic of what's your creed? What, what is the things that for you are your beliefs and your aims that guide your actions? You know, um, quite often I, I, I see people just live their life um, without any sense of plan, any sense of goal, any sense of guardrails, any sense of where you're going. If, are you just working or are you just going through each and every day, going through the motions and your why may not be big enough or the purpose for what you're living for it may not be known to you and you just feel tired and exhausted and you feel that life is beating you and I want to first tell you that I understand that I definitely relate to that there are moments where I just want to throw in the towel there have been moments where I feel like the whole world has conspired against me right and that comes from a place of exhaustion that comes from a place of feeling depleted where all of your energy your spiritual energy your mental energy your physical energy you are exhausted and all you really want to do is just crawl under a bed or a blanket and just leave 
leave me alone. I don't want to hear, don't ask me for anything, right? I've been there. I didn't know what that feels like. And so for me, there are things that I have set a foundation uh, and set us things to kind of recalibrate me kind of like you know just bring me back circle and those support systems so the people that I know that love me that can speak the truth without fear I can speak into my life but there are things also that I have set as a foundation that can help me through those moments so I want to share today three key takeaways from the creed okay and a creed is basically a set of beliefs or aims which guide someone's actions so the first one from again from the life's builders creed by dale witherington the first takeaway is today is the most important day of your life now in the creed that he wrote he says yesterday with its successes and victories struggles and failures is gone forever the past is past done finished i cannot relive it i cannot go back and change it but I will learn from it and improve my today. Many of us don't even know how to evaluate a past. We wallow in this emotional state that we lost something, that something has been lost. So today, today is what matters most. Today is the most important day of your life. Act like it, live like it, and love like it. So many of us live in the past or in the future. We regret so many of our past decisions, choices, struggles, pain, setbacks, errors, and we wallow in deep regret for what happened yesterday or perhaps a week ago or maybe even a month ago or for some 20 years ago that some hold grudges for like so long. We can't change it. We can't relive it. And for some of us, by remembering those bad things or things that happened in the past, we relive it in our mind. It creates all these negative and toxic emotions, right? We can't turn back time. However, what we can do is learn from it. And that's the key fact. What are you doing with all the information that you have of your past? When you take all that information, can you change your present? No. However, what you can do is to evaluate every single experience that in your mind you can look back and say, how did I respond to this? How did I respond to that person? How did I respond to that action? What can I do today that I can learn from those experiences and apply it today to the situations that I have today? Am I smarter? Am I wiser? Do I have more experience? Do I have more love? Have I practiced forgiveness? Have I practiced charity? Have I practiced kindness? What is it that I can draw from the past that would allow me to Use the skills so that I can better present myself for today. In the previous episodes with my wife, um, particularly the one that we just did uh, last week was, you know, what we learned in 22 years of marriage. Uh, in that episode, um, we spoke about a big financial mistake I made. And in our conversation, I shared that she never held my mistake against me. She said that she couldn't hold it against me because I was already shameful and remorseful for my action. There is so much wisdom in that because many of us are still holding on um, holding our loved ones in contempt. We're holding them hostages for what they've done years ago. You know, and, and I heard this beautiful phrase. I can't remember the top of my head who was the person that said it, but, you know, um, I think it was Daniel Habif, uh, you know, which is a great, great resource if you want to look him up. Excellent, you know, uh, more in the Spanish kind of realm. But he says, weak people don't forgive, courageous people do. And I just want to repeat that quote, right? Weak people don't forgive, courageous people do. Because when we really think about the things that pains us and the things that holds us back in our life, in many ways have been negative experiences, hurtful experiences, people who we trusted, people who we esteemed, people who we love, you know, um, 
sometimes you may pray that, you know, oh, God, take away all the enemies in my life. And next thing you know, all the people who you thought were your friends just disappear in your life, you know? And, and it's like, yeah, that's the reality of it. The many times that we come across in life, the people who hurt us the most, it comes from our family. It comes from close friends, right? And so what do we do with that information? What do we learn? We learn that we can't live there. We can't go back and change what we said, what a person did to us, but we can definitely take that information, all of the data, evaluate it, and then be able to use it so that we can learn and grow for our today. Stop living in the past. We are currently going through a, a, a global transition in every area of life from education, politics, government, finances, beliefs, even religions are being kind of like uh, re, redone into a more, even in the Christian faith. And, and I'll probably do another topic on that about just Christianity in general. Um, but it's just sometimes you read the, the Bible and you look at what Christianity has become and it's not even what close to what the Bible actually talks about, you know? So we wondering how much of that is appeasement and how much of that is really to fall in favor to those so that we can grow our institutions, you know, but that's not a whole other topic, but so much of that, there is a transition, there is a growth and, and, and there is a, a change and how do we then adjust to that? And I think at the same time, as all these changes are going on, we all trying to, to make sense of it, to hold on to what's familiar, to the known, to what we can control. We're holding on to a period of time that has been left behind, right? And so we're always pining for the past. Every generation, I think, has always said, oh, you know, back in my day, you know, back in my day and back in my day. And we always wish it. We don't know what we're really saying about you know, those days were better. What about today? How are you preparing for your today? How are you preparing for everything that's going on? Um, so today is the most important day of your life. What are you going to do today? Are you going to tell the person that's in your life, I love you? Are you going to do practice kindness? Are you going to practice a way to improve yourself? Uh, what are you going to do today that is going to show that today, this day, this moment right now is the most important day of your life. And I think that when we create those habits that we begin to think about the meaning of today, we begin to then not focus as much as in the past. Here's my takeaway number two. Tomorrow is not here yet, right? Part of the life builder says tomorrow with all its joys and sorrows, triumphs and troubles isn't here yet. Indeed, tomorrow may never come. Therefore, I will not worry about tomorrow. Why are we so concerned for tomorrow? Now, I'm going to just perhaps share this this little story with you. Like, my family and I, we are in a period of transition. And, you know, we're not relocating to another country. We're just relocating to another state. And in the process of going through that, there have been so many thoughts. There have been so many questions. There have been so many things that have come and to say, is this the right thing to do? Does God want us to do this? What, where are we going to live and how are we going to, you know, are our jobs are going to be okay? And all of these things. And, and so I'm telling you where I am now, but where I was going through in the last month, all of these thoughts kept coming over and over again. All about the future, all about tomorrow, all about, you know, am I going to have great neighbors? Am I going to fit into the place where I'm going to work at? Am I going to, is my family going to be okay? Are my daughters going to be great in the school? And these are all valid questions. These are valid concerns. But when it comes to the point that you be, we become so anxious and so full of fear and doubt that it paralyzes from moving forward into the possibility of something great, then 
we would never do anything in life. You know, I, I recently come, come across this statement where it's like, no one builds ships so they can stay on docks, right? Like, who does that? Who builds a ship to just leave it and, and, and not even go into the ocean? We worry so much, wait a minute, I shouldn't go for a drive because, you know, somebody might, might, might crash into my car. Or if we think of the worst possible scenario and we start with that in mind. And so if that's your outlook in life, it's like, okay, what can my present do today right now that's going to really impact in a positive light into my next day or the other day after that? In, in my experience of working for different um, institutions and different places, one thing that I have learned is that many people come into a job or come to a profession always expecting, like, what is that company going to do for me? What are they going to provide for me? And they always start with this lens. What are you going to do for me? And so for me, I learned that what I can do is what can I offer the institution? What can I offer the company? What can I offer this particular place that I'm coming? I know who I am and I know my skill set and I know what I, what I value and I know what I can bring in addition to that. I start with that because what happens is when we give and render more service than when we paid, the law of success states that then those blessings will come back to you. And so when you live from a place of kindness, when you live from a place of love and giving lavishly unto whatever it is that you work, is that it comes back to you and it blesses you. We always have this expectation. It's like we want things to be reciprocated. Well, I'm doing this for you because I know that I'm going to need a favor from you and then eventually you're going to return that favor when I need to cash it in. And that mindset is always destructive because then you're you're doing it with a sense of, an ulterior motive. And that doesn't always pan out well because then you won't go to God and ask him for things. You're going to expect more for people to do things for you. You're going to be at the mercy of others. So just uh, for me, that experience of transition, all these questions as valid as they were, I had to let them go. I can do today. What am I doing today? Who am I connecting with? What am I doing that is going to set me up to have a great productive day tomorrow, right? So why are we so concerned for tomorrow? Perhaps because we feel we can't control it. And we don't, we can't do anything about it. Many of us feel times helpless. And that's a, that's a very strange place to be. No one wants to be there in despair, right? We can't control tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know if the market's going to crash. I don't know if I'm going to get fired. I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to get a disease. I don't know when my daughter's going to happen. And we live in this constant fear of what's going to happen. Many times what we don't know is what we worry. But what we really is the things that we think we know. And, and making assumptions on matters that haven't even that have that are not facts, and that ultimately consumes us, right? It's what I think I know is going to happen. What? Think about that. What facts do you have that are going to help you to actually draw a conclusion of that? So the assumptions of things happening is what paralyzes and worries us and brings us so much anxiety. The things that we concern about so much and we, it consumes our mind, those are things that usually don't happen. It's the other things that we sometimes are not prepared for. What part of your life are you worrying about the most right now? Okay? What part of your life are you worrying about the most right now? How much information do you have about what you're worrying about? How much of that information are facts and not opinion? How much can you actually change? With your permission, let me repeat that again. Because I think these are great questions for us to really think about. What part of your life are you worrying about the most? Now, you can add a why there, right? Why are you worrying about that? How much information do you have about what you worry about? Is it facts? Is it assumptions? Is it opinions? Have you confirmed those things? Is it going to help you? 
how much of that information are facts and how much of just the things that you have made up in your mind and how much can you actually change by worrying these are very these are questions that i had to ask myself and i come to the point where it's like wait a minute the more i think about this the more i realize that what jesus gave us in matthew 6 34 therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of his own i really don't think that god or jesus i mean jesus in this particular case was being suggestive it wasn't like an invitation for you like hey listen don't let me suggest something to you don't worry no if you actually think about it he's given us a commandment he's given us a commandment because he knows are the makeup of the human body and the mind. And science proves over and over again that the more people worry and stress, it, it, it really decreases your, your immune system and it makes you more susceptible to diseases. So maybe the next time you read this in Matthew 6.34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, don't look at it as a suggestion. Look at it as a commandment. And if God is a loving father and he watches over us, would you want, if you have your kids, if you have your children, and you see them constantly worrying, and you see that, what does that do to you? Are they going to worry, like, they're going to have food the next day? Are they going to worry, they're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it the next day? I mean, what kind of parent would you be then if you just ignore it? No. You're like, I got you. I'm daddy. I'm going to take care of you. I'm mommy. But you help them not to be, you, you, we don't enable our children. We help our children to eventually develop the grit and the resilience they're going to lead, they're going to need in life in order for them to be successful in life and to have healthy marriages and healthy relationships. But the idea of worry, it really cripples us and it really puts us in a state that we fall behind and our faith lacks and our desire for growth and change just re regresses. There isn't a desire to do anything. What strength, all the strength that you have, all the strength that I have, we're using it to be consumed by the very things that we're so concerned about. Okay, let me go to the third takeaway that I, that I have from this screen, and it's personal responsibility and accountability for today. So this is what part of the creed says, today is what God has entrusted to me. It is all that I have. I will do my best in it. I will demonstrate the best of me in it, my character, giftedness, and abilities to my family and friends, clients, and associates. I will identify those things that are most important to do today. And those things I will do until they are done. And when this day is done, I will look back with satisfaction at which I have accomplished. For many of us, personal responsibility and accountability sound like judgment words. Instead, we rather live a life of victimhood, express our contempt for others and failed institutions that do not help us, quote-unquote, in our quest for happiness. There's always someone to blame for where you are in life. Isn't it true? Can we think of someone that we can blame in life and say, no, no, I am where I am because of this person. I am where I am because of this situation. I am where I am because of the parents I had. I am where I am because of the siblings and my family structure. You know, like, we've all experienced hardship growing up in life. But having a victimhood, um, a victim mindset doesn't help at all. If we are going to find flaw and find a, a, a way to just um, accept ourselves for the responsibility and accountability of life, who's, who's winning in that, right? There are no shortcuts in life. 
And by the way, let me just say this frankly, right? Like no one is coming to save you. No one, like in a humanly speaking, right? It's coming to save you from wherever you are. The one and only that can supernaturally, has supernaturally done this and came to this world to die for us was Christ. And he came to save and was crucified. Was crucified for me and for you and for the rest of the world, right? And so he promises to be our constant help, protector, guide, healer, provider. These are all the promises that you can find in the Bible. But the truth is that faith and action, you and I have a responsibility to live a life of obedience and faithfulness towards God. You and I are responsible for where we are today and the relationship that we have with God. Where you will be tomorrow is a matter of what you do today. The people you serve, your people you help, the friends and family you love and forgive. The commitment to do more than you are paid to do and the unwavering resolve and faith in God. I love that part because for me, I have to make a decision of where I'm going to go. And it starts first with my relationship with God that I understand that to this day, this day alone has been given to me by God. He has called me to do something great today and not worry about my tomorrow. The last part of the creed where it says, then and only then will I plan my tomorrow, looking to improve upon today with whose help? With God's help. Then I shall go to sleep in peace and content. There is an element that God always calls us to do something. You can pray for all the provision and everything in your life to come to pass. But the truth of the matter is that we have a part. We are actively involved in our faith. We move in the promises of God, but we still have to be able to do the work. We still have to be able to plan, articulate, and render that vision unto God so that he can give us the strength, the wisdom, and the knowledge, and the ability to live another day and to be able to plan effectively for our families, for our future, and for the things to come. Again, let me repeat these three takeaways that I had. Number one, today is the most important day of your life. Act like it. Live like it. And love like it. Number two, takeaway. Takeaway number two, tomorrow is not here yet. Don't worry about tomorrow. Take care of today. Number three, personal responsibility and accountability for today. Remember, we don't, we're not victims here. We live in the constant victory that God has given us, okay? We can express contempt for all the other things in life that have failed us, but it is our responsibility to be committed to our, to our relationship with God, to our work, to our family, to our loved ones, and to be able to continue to grow in this area of life. I know that perhaps sharing these three takeaways can help you as it has helped me to really consider the value of today. Many of us are not considering today. The sun came out this morning. It will come out again tomorrow and the day after. But today is what matters most. Think about what you can do this very minute after you finish listening to this podcast. Think about who you can call and tell them, hey, I just want to give you a word of encouragement. I love you. Hey, today is your birthday. Hey, listen, I just want to just, you know, give you a shout out or, or, or take you out for coffee or treat you to dinner. Do something beautiful and kind for the people who are in your life. Live today. Plan for today. Do your work today. Be responsible, committed, accountable to yourself first. Do everything with greatness. So do everything with love and expressing anything that is going to be a blessing to someone else. If we do that 
if we each of us really take that creed very seriously to love one another okay to love god above all things we would definitely see a different world my beautiful people i'm going to leave you with that quote of the day and it comes from my dear friend john mason every obstacle has a limited lifespan we worried about things last year that we can't even remember today every problem has a soft spot remember never compromise integrity for comfort stay strong bye-bye